Hello, and welcome back to the Faith Matters podcast, where we talk about all matters of faith, because I believe that faith matters. Welcome. My name is Steve McKinley. I'm glad to have you with us today. Lately here, we've been talking about prayer, and today we want to try to answer the question, is God listening to my prayer? And uh, th- that can be a, a feeling that we have sometimes. Is God listening to my prayer? Does he really hear? And I saw this little cartoon a while back, one of these little one-picture cartoons that you see. And here's this little boy kneel- kneeling by his, bre- by his bed, praying to God. And uh, there's this disgruntled look on his face as he's talking to God. And he says, Aunt Harriet hasn't gotten married and Uncle Hubert still doesn't have any work, and Daddy's hair is still falling out. And he says, I've been praying for this family. He says, I'm getting tired of praying for this family and not seeing any results. Does that feel like our prayer life sometimes? I pray and I don't see results. And it makes me wonder, is God there Is God really listening? And you know, I've had a few people tell me that they pray and they feel like their prayer isn't going past the ceiling. Their their prayer goes up and hits the ceiling and it doesn't go any further than that. And that's a real question that we have. When you pray like that and you're wondering if, if God is listening, it makes you feel frustrated in your prayer life. It could even make you quit praying. How long has it been since you prayed? And might that be because you think maybe it doesn't do any good? Is God really listening? And so we want to talk about that today. And if you were with us last week, you'll remember we said that prayer is family talk. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught his disciples to say, Our Father, which art in heaven. He invited his disciples to call on the Father as if they were the children of God the Father. But when we read the the Gospels, when we read about the life of Jesus, we find something very curious. And in John chapter 8, we find Jesus talking to very religious Jews, and he says to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, because I proceeded forth and came from God. And he goes on to say, You are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. That's John chapter 8, verses 42 and 44. Now, isn't that strange that Jesus would be saying to these very religious Jews that God was not their father and that they actually had as their spiritual father, Satan himself? That's a frightening thought. And and who would think that there are people who have as their father Satan? But that's what Jesus said. But then he said to his own disciples in Matthew 23 and verse 9, he said, Don't call anyone here on earth your father, uh, because you have one father which is in heaven. So, Jesus told his disciples unequivocally, you belong to your Father in heaven. In other words, you are in the family of God. 
you belong to your father. In fact, have allegiance to your father and don't call any other earthly person your father. Be allegiant to God alone. And, and Jesus told them, don't call any earthly man your father. Now, he wasn't speaking of their biological fathers. He was speaking of spiritual people in their lives. They should not call them father. He said, you have one father in heaven, and that is God. So Jesus told the religious Jews, he said, you have your father, and that's the devil, and you're doing the lusts or the, the desires of the devil. And he tells his disciples, your father is God in heaven, and don't call anyone else your father. And so we find this curious thing in the New Testament. We find that there are actually two families. Now, does that shed a little bit of light on the Lord's Prayer? When Jesus says in the Lord's Prayer, pray our Father which art in heaven, we need to be aware of the fact that there are actually two families and which father are we praying to? Are we children of the devil, or are we children of God the Father? And there's something about families. Uh, being part of a family means being accepted without question. Uh, when you're part of the family, you know, in, I'm talking about healthy families here. I'm not talking about broken and dysfunctional families, but in a healthy family environment, in a healthy family, a child is accepted and loved without question. No merit, uh, nothing that they have to do. They are loved and they're accepted, they're provided for because they are children in the family, because they belong to the parents. The parents watch over them and love them. And uh, that's the way it is in a loving family. A parent would do anything for their children. And oftentimes it's not a matter of trying to get the parent to do something for the child, to care for the child. It's, it's just a matter of getting the parent to understand the need of the child. Once, once mom or dad understands the true need of the child, they would cross oceans. I mean, they would do anything to meet the need of their child. And this reminds me of a story that was in the news for many years. You, you might remember this. Uh, it was a father-son duo who was... Uh, from the Boston area. Their names were Dick and Rick Hoyt. And Rick was born, actually when he was in the womb, the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck, and uh, of course he suffered brain damage. And even before he was born, the doctors told the parents that he was going to be a vegetable for the rest of his life. He'd never talk, he would never walk and that they should put him away or institutionalize him. Well, Rick's father, Dick, refused to do that. He accepted his son and took him in and treated him as a normal child. So whenever the family did things, if they would go swimming, if they would go camping, whatever they did, they took Rick along and just acted like he was a normal family. Well, as Rick grew up, he, he actually... They, they got into racing and uh, running marathons and things like that. And uh, Dick was never a runner, but his son Rick asked him to be, I think it was in a 5K race, and they went and ran that, and that kind of started them off on this path of running. And they actually became quite famous, uh, well-known 
for uh, for running these races. They ran over 71 marathons. They ran uh, triathlons, did the Ironman. Um, and Dick would push Rick in a, in a wheelchair uh, when he was running. Whenever he was riding a bike, he would have him on a, in a special seat that was mounted to the front of his bike. If he was swimming, he would pull him along. And this was an, an incredible physical feat that his father went through and he did it for his son. Now, do you think that Dick would have done that for anyone else's son? Probably not. But with Rick, it changed his life having this son who was disabled and partially uh, mentally handicapped. And, uh, but, but Dick, uh, you know, became a runner and exerted himself and just uh, labored and did anything he could do for his son. And it was such a loving, touching thing to do. It's a very touching story to read. If you have a chance to go out and look up some information about the Hoyts, very touching what the father did for the son. And this is such a great picture of what God the Father will do for his children. He'll do anything for his children and that's the way it is in a loving family. The child is accepted with warts and all. Uh, even a very unlovely child is unconditionally accepted because he's part of the family. And so this brings us to the application here. When we're tempted to ask, does God hear my prayer? Probably a better question to ask is, is God my father? Am I in the family of God? And the answer is, if I'm in the family of God, yes, God the Father accepts me unconditionally. He cares about me. He loves me. God would do anything for me. He always acts in my best interest because I'm part of the family. And I never have to wonder about that. Sometimes I, I might doubt um, and start to wonder, but I just remind myself of the promises of God, that he promises to be with me, to love me, to watch over me, to provide for my needs because I'm part of the family. And so that really ought to be the question, am I part of the family of God? And remember in John chapter 8, Jesus told his disciples, or he, I'm sorry, he told the, the Jews, he said, um, if God were your father, you would love me. And so if you're in the family of God, you love Jesus. And really, that's what it's all about. It's about loving Jesus. And why would you love Jesus? Well, because Jesus came from the Father. And not only that, but Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sins. And when you accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for you, what Jesus did on the cross to pay for your sins, you know, that's what keeps you out of the family of God, your sin. And God is a holy God, and his family is a holy family. And if you want to be in the family of God, you're just not holy enough to make it into the family. You need Jesus Christ as your Savior. Jesus is holy enough. In fact, he paid for all your sins so that he can wipe away your sin debt, uh, wash away your sin, 
by his shed blood. Uh, he, he promises to do that. He offers you forgiveness and adoption into the family of God. Jesus says, if you are part of the family of God, you would love me. And so it really comes down to what do we do with Jesus? Do we accept Jesus as our Savior, um, having paid our sin debt, or do we do the works of our Father, the devil? So instead of asking, does God hear my prayer, ask yourself, am I in the family of God? And if you're just not sure, please contact me. I would love to sit down with you and show you directly from the Bible how you can be absolutely assured that your sins are forgiven, that you're on your way to heaven, and that you're in the family of God. And that will give you every confidence in your prayer life that God hears and that God cares. Well, I appreciate your comments. Please leave comments below this video. If this has been helpful for you and you think it might be helpful for others, please share it and uh, help, help to spread the word. And, uh, of course, uh, feel free to message me, email me at steve at navinbaptist.ie. And uh, join us next week. I'm going to continue this topic of prayer. And next week we'll talk about asking for the right things. Are we asking for the right things? We'll talk about it next week. God bless you.